episode 27, Life Dead. to Star What the Fuck, the show where we discuss the Star Wars universe one useless fact at a time. I'm your host, Jason Tagmeyer, along with... Marty Cobb, as usual. And Alex, our good buddy Alex, is out uh, fulfilling a favor that he owed somebody. Yep. That sounded very naughty, but I didn't mean it, for it that. It did. Well, fell under an eight... What are those tanks that the battle droids drive i was gonna call it an atst but that's definitely not right attte might be one of them oh uh, they're awful whatever it is he fell under one he fell under one. Oh, uh, don't even reference it yeah not this early in the episode to to the astute listeners i just called alex our jar jar binks <laughs> all right so with that today's episode is is unfortunately there is a jar jar connection or might be our first yeah we don't really we haven't talked about jar jar We've probably mentioned them, but we, ha- we haven't <laughs> talked about him, him intentionally. Uh, but anyway, so today's episode is about life debt, uh, which is often known as, as a Wookiee life debt. I feel like the Wookiee life debt is the one that you'll remember from anything. The one that's, that's memorable in any uh, considerable way. So what is a life debt? Well, the life debt was a social institution founded in many honor-bound cultures throughout the galaxy, including the Wookiees. Trandoshans, Gungans, Nogri, Tals, and Source Talk. Whatever right. those well, are. Let's 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 go back because we really need to set the stage for this like that. Wookies, we know who Wookies are. Trand how do you say Trandoshans? Trand Trandoshans is Trandoshans. Give me a give me an example of a Trandoshan. Bosk. Give me another example. <laughs> uh, Ron Perlman played a Trandoshan on the Clone Wars. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. <laughs> All right. Um, Gungans. Gungans. Uh, Give me two. Jar Jar Binks and Boss Nass. Oh, and Captain Tarples. I was going to say Captain Tarples because I don't think of Boss Nass <laughs> as, a, as a Gungan. He's so different. He definitely is. He is like, it doesn't look anything <laughs> like another Gungan. Look, we'll do the Boss Nass episode one day, I'm sure. Oh, All right, Nagri. Uh, they're like these weird, like, the way I would describe them is reptile from Mortal Kombat. Like, the reptile The one that actually looks like a reptile. So, like, a tran a trandoshan? It's sort of, but, like, broodier. Like, they're they're big, muscly, like... They do look a lot like Bosk. Yeah. They're, like, bigger Bosks. Bigger um, Bosks. Bigger and better. They're from, uh... I think they're most notable for being in... Uh... Heir to the Empire, the, so, uh, the General Thawne trilogy. The two of them, they kind of look at each other and they share a culture. Uh, uh, okay, so there is some connection? A culture entity. Well, I mean, they no, I mean, they both have life debts. Uh, so, Talls. They're the Yeti people that you see in the background of um, episode one in the, te- in the it's, Gantina. It's Muftak. He's the four-eyed little, uh, he big, he's like a big white abdominal snowman kind of guy. He's got four it's, eyes and a little. What is his little mouth? It's like a. It's like the end of a balloon. He, yeah, he makes that like the noise for just a second when I think you see him. I can't uh, believe I didn't always, know his name. Always, oh, Muftak, you didn't know that? No, I didn't know that. I always think of Muftak and Cabe. Cabe was the little rat Jawa-looking guy that that kind of hangs around him. What was the name of the rat in the um, Star Wars Holiday Special that comes out of the wall? Did he appear in the in the movie? I have no clue. <laughs> uh, what's a source stock? 
I I honestly don't know that one. Uh, um, I can tell um, you, it's a sentient species of fur-covered, fanged, anthropomorphic fel- felinoids. 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 It's cat people. They're cat people. Thank you. But they look like Splinter. They look like rat people. Yeah, they look. It looks like maybe like, it is the rat from the Star Wars Holiday Special. Maybe, maybe. It kind of looks like Splinter, <laughs> like in the old comic style, somewhat. Like not exactly like that, but like there's definitely some. <laughs> so life that are common in in like animal style species, I guess. Wookies are kind of dog like. Trandoshans are kind of reptile. So are the Nagri. Gungans are kind of frog like. Well, uh, talls are a little weird, but they're kind of uh, abdominal snowman like, and Sorstock are kind of rat like. Well, I can I can point to you already that the reason why this is is because these are like noble savage species. Like that's the only like they're they're species that like they they have their whole thing is honor, yes. but they're clearly like meant to it's, be. Not like a human where yeah. it's like you do me a favor. It's like thanks later. Yeah, that mm-hmm. that's it. But like this is a big thing is honor in their society. I imagine that Klingons from Star Trek would have a similar deal going on. But I don't know a lot about Star Trek, and this isn't about Star Trek. <laughs> so there's a lot of um. So this... yeah, the so what do you when you think of life debt? When I think of life debt, I think of Wookie. And before this episode, we were talking, and Wookiee life that isn't ever really talked about or shown on screen. No, not even once. It is a big part of the species that I feel like most people know. But where did that come from? It had to originate from somewhere. It had to. It, it had to have started in a book, and I couldn't find the specific book because I just couldn't find it. Um, the first one, I imagine, it's part of the Han Solo trilogy, which was his first big like book series. I mean, it's I know the Solo and the Lost Legacy, but it says Star Wars Empire, Episode Five: Empire Strikes Back, Chewbacca's life that extended to Leia. Yeah, I couldn't find there's any scene of them mentioning that. Like, I don't remember any scene where he's like that says that, but it might explain. I think that's just a moment where, maybe in a deleted scene that's still canon, maybe in a novelization. I don't know. I think it's just put there in that in that moment. To try to, like, explain why Chewbacca is continuing to help beyond, help Leia. But it doesn't really make any sense from that perspective. So there might be more to it that I don't know. Maybe just being in love makes Yeah, just his, his, like... Profession of love. Actually, he doesn't profess anything. He just says, I know. That could have been, like, <laughs> him being like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's probably what he said to Chewbacca and started the whole life debt. <laughs> that's the, little does he know, that's the code word. Yeah. I know. Oh my god, he knows. He knows. He knows! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what the one life debt that we do see in the Star Wars universe is uh, Jar Jar. Yep, it's the, it's the only life debt mentioned in a film, at least... From what we understand. He, it's, you know, like, I don't know, eight, ten minutes into... It's probably maybe ten, ten minutes into... No, I feel like that whole sequence lasts like an hour. What, that the first, the, first the part of the, the Nimoidi when they first go, arrive? Uh, uh, it, yeah, it's it's probably still like, like 15 minutes into the film. 15, 20 minutes into the film, they end up on Naboo, and the AT, whatever, almost kills... 
Jar Jar. I want to call them stamps, but I think that's the name of the vehicle. Stap is the name of the things that the uh, they fly around they fly, on. The yeah, little fly around weird on. little things. I don't know what to describe them as. Um, yeah. So there's... so uh, uh, the thing's coming at it, and and Jar Jar pops up, and Qui Gon knocks him down, and then probably the most action we see Qui Gon until the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's probably true. So he saves his life, and we're instantly told. That Jar Jar, you know, Jar Jar owes him his, his life. And it instantly sets the tone for the film that, oh man, we're stuck with this guy. Who I don't mind, and I should confess this right now. I don't think Jar Jar is that annoying. I think it's a visually really interesting looking character. It's different than everything else we see because his head isn't where his, his neck is. So he was, you know, obviously CG. But... Every other character in the Star Wars universe has that human, you know, feel to it. And he definitely doesn't have that feel, the way is just where his head is located. So, visually, I think he looks cool. I think he's, his voice is annoying and his jokes are annoying. But I've come to this weird, like, sense of being where there would be annoying things in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Not everything is going to be awesome. And while we should see just the things that are awesome... I'm cool with seeing some things that are not so awesome to to really immerse myself in that universe. I don't want a ton of it. I don't want any more, you know, of of the the, the poo poo jokes and that kind of stuff. But from from a character standpoint, I don't hate it. From a writing standpoint, I kind of it bugs me. But yeah. from a character standpoint, I don't mind it. I do get annoyed with like loud in your face things in general. Yeah, but um. I don't hate them. And like I said, from a character standpoint, I'll buy every like Jar Jar action figure. I want to see a black series Jar Jar. <laughs> I, you know, not that I like that. I want that first or even 10th or even 50th, but I, I, I you'd I, like I, to see it. I like the character design a lot. I, you know, I will confess. I do like the Gungan look. I think like if I had to pick a Gungan, I would want an action figure. If I guess it would be Tarples. Do Tar- I, my, my Tarples uh, Lego figure is like my favorite thing ever. Like he's <laughs> on the little. He has the mustache. I hope. I I don't even remember. I don't even think it was colored at the time. It was like a single color. Oh, uh, that was, Jar Jar is so ugly looking. Yeah, the old Jar Jar. I, I love those. There's something about them that I just love. So uh, moving on. Well, you know, what? I would like to say that. The only positive thing I have to say about Jar Jar is that it made the Ewoks cooler. <laughs> anyway. The Ewoks are already cool. We're not even <laughs> going to start that one, though. No. Um, so all you Ewok detractors and all you Muppet haters, I know there's a couple people out there. I don't like you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like Muppets. It doesn't hurt that I'm a huge Jim Henson fan. That's, That's true. Really That's true. The same here. You know. All right. So. Um, like that. Jar Jar's life debt. Uh, he owes Qui-Gon his life. He has to serve him. And he, he guides them, you know, through the through the waters and, you know, in, in that cool scene. Um, but does does that life debt ever... Fulfill, is it ever fulfilled? Qui-Gon died. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so the answer is no. And Qui-Gon probably was better off. Well, a life debt... Well, I mean, like, what a life debt suggests, at least for these species, is that a life debt is, like, a permanent, like, thing. Especially, at least for the Wookiees. We we know that the Wookiees are very grateful for this one active 
thing for the rest of their life. Um, I mean, like, in the end run, life debts are kind of weird. Like, in the sense that, like, you're giving up your life to help somebody who saved your life. Yeah, it's really weird because, like, alright, I've got my entire life to live. I'm about to die. Marty, you saved me. Yeah. Because I would have died, the rest of my life I need to dedicate to you. Now... I at that point should you might as well have just died? Yeah, because I, I mean, like I agree. you become a servant for for life. Like, can I just pay you off? <laughs> how much? <laughs> how much money would equal? All right, so Jar Jar is your is your now you owe Jar Jar. Jar Jar owes you his life. Okay. How much money would you pay him to to be done? So much. <laughs> <laughs> like, but Jar Jar is a specific case. All right, Chewbacca Chewbacca owes you its life. At some point, it's got to get annoying. It does, because I don't speak Wookiee. Um, (laughs) So instantly, it's I don't understand Wookiee. So you're just, you don't even know that there's a life that you're just wondering why he's hanging around. Well, the thing is, is that, like, Jar Jar's annoying, but in a way that, like, he's clumsy, or he's he's a clumsy, as I recall him saying. Yes. So he would only be a detriment. Chewbacca could help you, but, like... I could see Chewbacca being like my dog, like because yeah. even like it'd be offensive almost in a in a way because he's an intelligent creature. But like, I just think it's got to get old. <laughs> it, oh, it is. It's it, like it, all right, life debt. Um, why don't you go take take a walk? You know, it would be, it would be a pain to clean up the carpet from all the like the Wookie hair and all that stuff. It would be more work than it's worth after a while. So I, I think that like if there was a way that I could like call off the life debt or. <laughs> You know what, actually? I'd have to go sitcom style. I'd have to put my life in danger in For some his. incredibly fake way so that oh. he can rescue me so it he calls done. himself off. Oh. Uh, now, now, are there... This is like a, a little bit different, but are there any cultures where it's the reverse? Where, like, you do something and you owe me a life debt? Like, is there anything like that? In, in Star Wars? No, I mean just, like... In it's general? Just, just the reverse. So so I save your life, you owe me... Now, you personally feel like you owe me, uh, you know, your life. Flip it, flip it around. I save your life. I tell you that you owe me your life now. Uh, I mean, like, that has to happen. Like, I mean, like... I saved not you. Not necessarily in real life, but in thematically, it does sort of happen. There's another... Um, quite popular example of a life debt in Knights of the Old Republic. Okay. Where in the series is a Wookiee named Zalbar, who your main character, who we'll just call Revan, because we all know it at this point. Spoiler. Spoilers. Spoilers from what? Uh, God's 14 years ago. Um, <laughs> but Zalbar owes you his life. Okay. Um, because you rescue him from slavers or something, which is irony in some way. Yeah. Um, in that game, you can play as a good guy or a bad guy. You can make all the choices you want. Or, well, whatever choices they give you, you can pick them between the which yeah. order you want. Um, if you're a light character, it's kind of not really brought up again. Like, besides, like, uh, maybe a couple of conversations where you're like, look, you don't really owe me anything. But if you're a bad guy, you treat it as a slavery. Like, you can force him to do anything as long as at the end of that you go, you owe me. 
Um, yeah. In fact, it culminates in uh, probably the, one of the more famous scenes in that game where you pick up the Wookiee's Albar with her friend at the same time, essentially, her partner named Mission Veo, where at the end of the game, if you're evil, you can force him to kill her. Yeah. So, like, in that in that sense, like, there are things, people that'll... There, there is a way that you can kind of force it onto these, like, very honor-driven societies. Uh-huh. Uh, in fact, uh, the quote on top of Wookie, on the Wikipedia page says, From Zalbar to Mission. I can't. I, I can't. The life debt is greater than any one life. Or, as they would say it in Wookiee... Does it say that? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that's not how it would be said. Actually, it would be... There's only, like, three Wookiee sounds in the whole game. But they just keep replaying them over and over and over again. Um, so, oh, yeah. Like, I mean, like, it's a, um, it, life debts are pretty common in, like, stories in general. It's definitely a literary thing more than it is a real life thing. So people, like, evil characters on, like, sitcoms that'll have that happen will do that. Like, do you, do you have any examples? Not any specific examples. Because it turns out, I don't know how prevalent this is. I feel like I've seen it in so many other things. It has to be, like... Like, I was on TV Tropes, and there's a whole section of it. It was used to be called Life Debt, but now it's called I Owe You My Life. There had to be, like, an ALF episode or something. There has to be, right? You would think, but I, there's not a whole lot of examples. Uh, I mean, like, you know, there's a Brady Bunch episode, a MASH episode, an Odd Couple episode, a Greatest American Hero episode... So it's definitely, like, of that era. Um, Gilligan's Island. Yeah, it's definitely very much older. The OC. Um, the OC? The OC. I don't know. Big Bang Theory. Apparently that happens. Star Trek. And an episode of Supernatural. There's also a Harry Potter fanfic called Life Deaths. There's... <laughs> <sighs> The fanfiction example in any TV Tropes thing is always hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> By the way. Um, but... Uh, so, I want to talk about a couple of these other ones. So, we know about... We talked about Zalbar. Yeah. We, we know Chewbacca has a life debt to Han Solo. It's said uh, outside of, of, of this, the, the main films. But um, that's why he's there. You know. You like to think that they're best friends, but... You know, that's... That's a thing. I'll we'll probably talk about it later because I want to get through the examples, but it is it does bug me to some degree. That they're not just friends? That, yeah, that like, Chewbacca it just seems really weird, like, like, it has to be, like, you know, I, I'm cool with, like, Han having rescued Chewbacca and that's how they met because it makes sense for their backstories to have been like that. But it seems weird to me that, like, you know, Han, o- Chewbacca owes Han. Like, there's, like, an element of bizarre, yeah. like, ownership of some sort. It makes the relationship a little weirder. Um, the, so, the uh, so there's Zal- Zalbar, there's Chewbacca, there's Jar Jar. We talk about the Nagri, and this says the entire Nagri species owed a life debt to at first Darth Vader, and then later his daughter Leia. When Darth Vader went to Hangor, Hangor, Hanagor, uh, after the planet was devastated during the Clone Wars, when it was found that Vader had tricked them, several years later at his death at Endor. Uh, and they were under control of Grand Admiral Thrawn, they pledged their allegiance to Leia. So, uh, they owe their entire... All of them owe their entire life to to Darth Vader. 
Now, yeah. we talk about one being annoying. Could you imagine an entire species? Like... Yeah, that, I mean, like, that would be... It's... Like, it, it's like borderline slavery. Like, we talked about, you know, with, with Han Solo, it's like, kind of like, Chewbacca's just hanging around, whatever. Um, having that in the wrong hands, which Darth Vader's hands would definitely be the wrong ones. And Joe, Admiral Thrawn, because Admiral yes. Thrawn is who, like, you really kind of see them for a bit. Um, they... It's a really... Like, they use them as soldiers. That's why they were tricked into doing that. Like, I guess they just knew right away that this was a crazy, honor-bound society. So they were like, let's just take advantage of that. Of course. Um, I don't really know a lot about the Nogri, I'll admit, so... Um, so then the last one, it talked about Chewbacca. Uh, Chewbacca's life at the Han Solo, uh, Han, Solo, Han Solo began after Solo saved the Wookiee from slavery. So he took him from slavery and put him into slavery. And to some, that's why it's so confusing. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense for the... Chewbacca's for, death to Solo later explained to include Leia, his children, Jason, Jaina, and Anakin, and his brother-in-law, Luke. See, After Chewbacca's death, we're getting really deep into the uh, EU at this point, uh, the life that was carried on by Chewbacca's son, Lumpy, and his his nephew, Lobaka. Have we, have we met Lobaka? Not that I can think of. I don't know who Lobabaka is. Lumpurook is Lumpy. Lumpawurump. Lumpawurump. Lobaka, meaning dutiful friend in Shuriwook, or Loey, was a Wookiee during the Yuzan Vong War. Yeah, that, 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 mean, that is absolutely meaningless to me. He's a nephew of Chewbacca. Look, so it's really confusing the fact that Chewbacca, like his sons carried on that debt because it doesn't make any sense like it doesn't it makes sense if the characters are like we're gonna stick around because we like you or because you're important to us but it doesn't make any sense to extend your life debt like it should only be about the person that saved you and nothing else and if you like that person then yeah you include their family as part of that but you don't like actually actively say that this is part of the what you're doing you know it's very odd for your children to get forced into that situation or to i mean like they accept it essentially but in reality it it just doesn't seem like it would be worth it (laughs) do you know of any in reality is there any like uh in there's a little bit like like being like a godfather yeah you know that's almost like a, a life debt in a in a weird a little different way. Um, but uh, I'm a godfather now, so do I owe a life debt? I mean, in the sense that, like, if you, you, the, the, the kid's parents were to die, you'd have to take care of the kid, yeah. That kid should owe you a life debt, though, but, for taking him in. Like, my godfather, I should start ta- like telling him, like, yo, what's up, you know? <laughs> You're going to come on this mission with me and yeah. protect me? I mean, like, in real life, we're we're not a society that is driven by honor in any real sense anymore. There's no reason for us... I feel like we would owe that person, but there would be a point where we would be like... What's the closest... Re- so I start thinking about like, all right, you know, somebody's crossing the street and I pull them back and save their life, you know, uh, from getting hit from a bus. 
I have a feeling we'd chat once in a while. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it'd be like, oh my god, what's your name? You know? Well, it depends on how antisocial you are, but if my mom did it, these people would be best friends for life. But, yeah. you know, uh, if something... I mean, like... Dra- like, for... Have you ever been in a traumatic situation with people that you don't know, or you or you you kind of know? I mean, and then every time you see them, it's completely different. It's like, oh my god, I'm trying to think of like an example, like just like a long hospital stay, or I mean, I'm lucky enough to have lived a fortunate enough life to not have been in that situation myself. My but... best example <laughs> is waiting in line for 18 hours for the Wii, and the people that we were in line with. It feels like if I saw them ever in life, you know, it was like, I'd have to, like, acknowledge and hey, and... <laughs> you, you have know. to know them, like... I guess that the closest to my life that is the people I sat in line in front of... Did they give you with. water or anything? Like, no, they never did anything for me, but we just had that bond. You just talked for that time, right? Like... Yeah. I mean, like, in real life, if somebody was to save my life from, like, getting hit from a bus, something that's, like, an actual, like... Thing that they physically the only save things me. that happen in real life, not like you know. You know, I mean, like in the sense that, like, if somebody gave me their kidney, I probably wouldn't even know the person because he'd be dead. But, um, like in that sense that, like, if they physically grabbed me, I'd be and save me from falling, from hitting a, getting hit by a bus. I would probably do something for that person, and then I would be like, maybe I wouldn't say we're even, but that would be, like, yeah, it. is there. Like, uh, so like I would be like, look, I'll do your taxes or something, whatever you, whatever you, I <laughs> yeah, can. That's do. trustworthy. Well, not me. I wouldn't do their taxes. But if I was an accountant in this situation, look, I don't well, know why I'm in front of a bus. When you mention professions, that's interesting because it's like, who, like, who saved my life? A doctor. You know, it's like so you don't really owe them your life. No, no, because Is that's there, that's their job. They already got paid for that. We're in my, uh, a much different lifestyle. What is the closest thing that you ever have to, to being in that kind of danger? Can you think of anything? But like, like, like that I have been in personally, or yeah, like, like that has I can... there ever been like I don't know, like where were you for Hurricane Sandy? Or I'm trying to think of anything. Uh, Hurricane Sandy, nothing happened. <laughs> we just kind of sat around. I watched Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, I mean, you know, if you know, if I had to pick somebody that I owe something to, a random stranger that wasn't like family, um, when I went to go see, I think I mentioned this in the beginning of the, of the show, actually, and when I went to go see Attack of the Clones, I had some sort of am, um, uh, what's the word? Uh, I don't know. Asthma a, attack or something. Yeah. A reaction to something could be Alec. Uh, it could have been an allerg- allergic reaction to something. Uh, the lady at the food court, because we was in a mall, that um, I was waiting around by the door, gave me a free, like, gigantic glass of water. Like, one of those, like, like a large cup of water. Was she and... out there gagging, too, from watching episode two? <laughs> no, no, no. She was she was manning, like, a Taco Bell or something. Oh, okay. But she gave me a free glass of water, and that was... One of the nicest, like, that was very helpful. So, if this lady is somehow listening, maybe she was at episode two. Is that the lady that's sitting right next to you right now that's never leaving? <laughs> that's the thing. Is that, like, I always wondered who she was. Well, no, I would never be leaving her oh, yeah, side in that situation. Yeah. Well, like, no, that, all right, so. Like, I've never saved anyone I can think of, maybe by accident in some way, but, like... I've once, there was a car accident I pulled over, but it was already kind of taken care of by the time I got there. So. Yeah, so it was, like... Like, yeah, so we're not good examples of people who have done heroic deeds or who have had heroic deeds done. And I should note that 
to make us look uh, me 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 look a little better at least <laughs> is that I've just never seen it happen. Like no no bad car crash has happened in front of me where I could have stopped. Like a car crash has happened in front of me, of course, because I live in the world. But like you know, it was like bumper to bumper small hit that like you just have to deal with car insurance or whatever. Uh, I know somebody. Uh, this guy, and this is a perfect, perfect example. I got a flat tire two states away, and it, the wheel would not come off. This has happened like four times with a couple different cars, where the wheel just doesn't come off. And just no luck. Yeah, and I'm banging on it, banging on it. This dude stops. He he helps us. He starts banging on it. He's bleeding and cutting himself and everything. So he goes, I don't live so far from here. He went home, got a sledgehammer, came back, banged our tire off. He put the other tire back on for us. Drove us to the gas station to fill it up, and then drove, uh, or drove behind, led us the way, and then led us the way to the highway, and then we were off. We chatted a bunch during it, and I feel like we got to know each other, and I feel like I owe that dude something. I gave him 15 bucks, <laughs> he was really happy about it, but if that would be the closest I think I have to a life death. Yeah. But you would never feel like I should follow this guy everywhere and... That's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> like, even that guy would be like, you're crazy. Get yeah. away from me. Like, I helped you one day when I wasn't working. But I did feel like I needed to, like, get his address and mail him some, like, I don't know, some food or something. <laughs> you going to mail him like a food? pizza. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah he so... probably bought a pizza with his money. What are you... <laughs> With 15 bucks? So, pizza for that. Uh, we've never experienced it. Star Wars sounds really has bad. experienced it with Jar Jar, but will will we see either in Episode 7 or uh, Rogue One, will we see either a new life debt or the completion of a life debt? Meaning... Well, here's the thing. Does Han Solo and Chewbacca part ways? Here's the thing, though. At this current moment, episode seven, life debts don't exist unless it's been reintroduced in a comic or or anything. So that's true. Um, we don't well, know. Well, that... No, Jar Jar's does. Jar Jar's does. But Qui Gon's been dead since that same movie. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I, I assume uh, that that's been dissolved by now because nobody wants to like be like, look, does, still does Jar Jar follow around the ghost of Qui Gon? <laughs> that sounds awful. That um, just sounds so because awful. there were little hints of. You know, Liam Neeson being interested in coming back, at least. Uh, you know, Can you imagine the ghost of... Like, say Jar Jar's dead by episode <laughs> 7, and which everybody would love if it starts out with Jar Jar's death. And, and then, all of a sudden, the ghost of Qui-Gon comes up, and then the ghost of Jar Jar is following him along. Oh, don't forget the ghost of Hayden Christensen following soon behind. Oh. <laughs> so, um, no, but in episode 7, uh, there, um, I assume we're going to see some sort of relationship between Han Solo and Chewbacca. Will it continue in the relationship where they're together? Or have they grown apart? And has this life debt that didn't make it into the films, has it been dissolved? Or is it? Or are they going to go off of it? I imagine that Chewie has probably... If he is not somewhere... If he's not by Han's side still, it's only because he's got a bigger position in life. Like, that's the only sad... So that's kind of interesting. Like, like is there, like, a bigger life debt that comes along? Like, like Han Solo saved his life, but um, Eric Swinger... Worst name ever, but Eric Swinger, uh, he, he saved all the Wookiees' lives. <laughs> like, he saved the species. Now, 
Does Chewbacca... Well, actually... Oh, no. We forgot to mention this one. This one's a little weird one. The Wookiees... All of the Wookiees have a life step to the Rebel Alliance. I don't know the rhyme or reason behind that one, but... Yeah. It's that so happened. weird. It's just like, here's where I pledge my loyalty, but... Here's where I pledge my life. Like that, That's why, I, like... I guess if you view it as the sense of, this is where I'm pledging my loyalty, it's just their way of expressing it. Yeah. I mean, like... It's almost like I'm voting, uh... Chewbacca and Han Solo were on the run. They were wanted criminals by the time that they had to leave, because Chewbacca... Han Solo shot a guy to save Chewbacca, and Chewbacca was freeing slaves. Like, um... But what actually it makes it does is that it makes both of these characters have a lesser station in life. Like... Chewbacca's, like, backstory after the Clone Wars kind of suggests that he was going around saving Wookiees, and then after he comes into a life debt, he becomes a smuggler. Yeah. And, like, no matter how much you look at it, Han Solo's not delivering goods. Like, real <laughs> goods. He's delivering... Spice. He's delivering drugs. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like... <laughs> Could you imagine... What if you... This is really interesting, and, uh... Maybe this would go into our final question? Uh, yeah. Is it time, you think? No, because I do want to talk about some of the pop culture examples right, of like I'm going to save this. Think about that when we were just talking about when I mentioned it, the final question. All right. Because I did want to kind of mention how common... We, we kind of talked about it briefly, but this is an incredibly common in things. Like, it's a TV trope on TVTropes.com. And, like, I was kind of looking back and I was like, this relationship, the reason that they have a life debt has to come from somewhere... Because Star Wars is kind of like a mesh between hundreds of different serials of of the time. It's basically the plot of um, whatever the director that made the Seven Ronin films, the the Japanese guy, his name I can't remember, and I feel bad. Kurosawa? Kurosawa. Like, the plot from that story comes from Kurosawa's sort of very... And just anything, the myth, anything based in myth. So, there was two closest that I could find. One is... The sort of more bizarre, in hindsight, Robinson Caruso and Friday, which Friday was a young Wait. what? Like the Ice Cube movie? Uh, Friday? <laughs> God, I would hope not. <laughs> I can see a life debt in that movie. <laughs> yeah, maybe. No, no, no. Robinson Caruso, yeah. the 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 famous novel. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a character named Friday in it who is. Like, this native boy that Robinson Crusoe saves from slavery, or slaves from cannibals, and basically becomes his slavishly devoted servant, as they put it on TV tropes. Yeah. But what this is actually closer to is um, Green Hornet and Kato. Okay, yeah. Um, in that Kato was saved by the Green Hornet in a Singapore mafia, and then Kato proceeded to be the only character... That was worth, like, having around. Gotcha. Like he was useful. Kato's useful. He had skills that that make sense more so than the Green Hornets. <laughs> that I mean, like, I don't know a lot about the Green Hornet, but I, I do know that's a thing. Yeah. In the series, but like, and Chewbacca is probably more useful than Han Solo. It is a cool like storytelling tool. It, it definitely is because it makes more sense as an actual storytelling tool than it is as a real life thing. I don't know, we should try it. Like, save somebody's life, and then... Like, 
take somebody to work with me. You know, he owes me a life debt. He's going to make my copies for me. I can't, you, you can't get involved. It's, it's his culture, you know. It's his culture. It's very un-PC to break that up. You bring it up. You're going to be all over the news. Bad, worst boss of the year. Broke up a life debt. <laughs> At the same time, you're carrying, you're bringing this, whatever bizarre person that you've seen. Of course it's going to be bizarre. He's going to have, like, one eye. And- <laughs> Uh, he's gonna have like is he gonna be like some kind of like stereotypical like islander look or is it gonna be like (laughs) something really bizarre um final question yeah final question um so who if anybody in the star wars universe uh owed you a life debt who would it be like who Who would you want it to who would you want to owe you a life debt? See, I've given this a lot of thought. And the question is, and the, and the second part of the question is why? See, I've given this a lot of thought, actually. In that, I could say, oh, I could pick my favorite Star Wars character. But I realized all my favorite Star Wars characters were droids. Okay. And droids that have no concept of honor. So it wouldn't make any sense, like, for them to do it. So they'd probably just kill me. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I could be like... Oh, it'd be really cool to have IG-88 beside me at all times. But at the same time, I could just reprogram a droid. Or I could have somebody do that for me. I could do things to make it so that I don't have to think about that. So instead... Plus, IG-88 wouldn't be helpful to me in any way. <laughs> like, if this was my regular life, but I had a Star Wars character around me at all times... Yeah. He would not be good. And that's why I've also decided I can't have Chewbacca because I can't have him cook for me. Yeah. So speaking of, IG88 could cook for you. He could. He has a flamethrower. I just saw next year, they're, 2017. They're coming out with a robot that can cook 2,000 meals. <laughs> you know, the future is going to be great because I hate cooking. It'll be <laughs> awesome. I'm going to have my pancake 3D printer going off at the same time as my robot making me eggs. The um. So if I had to pick, I have to pick somebody like. Bip Fortuna maybe because he seems like he could be like good at financing and he could be the tough a bit of a tough guy for me. It's got to be somebody you want to spend time around. That's the thing. That's I don't the... want to be around Bip Fortuna. It would be nice to have Salacious Crumb kind of hanging around, just laughing at people. Yep. Be cool pet zone, but like he doesn't seem like he's that smart. So like I don't think he would know what I would be doing or saying. The uh, yeah Salacious Crumb that little cackle he does would get annoying. Um. Uh, so, if I was going to choose one, it's definitely somebody you want to spend time around. The most, like, bearable character of the Star Wars universe. That's kind of what I would narrow it down to. Uh, you know, like, for... Because uh, even looking at the main characters, it's kind of hard to pick. It's like, Luke's kind of whiny, and even if you, and if you took the later... He's got baggage. He's got issues, and to be honest, I don't really know what, like, if I'd like to hang around even, like, later Jedi, sort of wiser Luke. Yeah, he's just got too much on his mind, he's, you know, barely can dedicate himself. Han Solo's quips would get annoying pretty easily, like, you just feel, like, abused (laughs) after a while. I, I, like, I really feel like I gotta go with Lobot. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. Like, Lobot's quiet. Yeah. He does his thing, he's got that little head thing, and can kind of... Figure figure everything out. He's almost got like Google Glass or whatever he's wearing. Um, 
But I feel like Lobot would just get the job done and, like, you wouldn't even know he's there. Yeah. That would be nice, like, if you could, like, to have that. So on the other side, I started thinking, like, someone like Tarkin, you know, like, but it made me think, and this is what I was going to say earlier, what if Tarkin saves your life and you have to, you know, you uh, have to give a life debt to somebody who's completely evil? You know what? There is a Wookiee character that we forgot to mention. <laughs> is it Lumper Rumpa Wump? No, it's Hanhar. Okay. Hanhar. I don't know how you say that. Um, he's from Knights of the Old Republic 2, which is a game I, I, I haven't played, so forgive me if any details are wrong. Okay. Um, but he is a bounty hunter, and he is, you get him if you're, only if you're evil when you arrive on some planet. There's a good version and a bad bounty hunter that you can get. Um, and he's the bad one, and what he says is that, like, he hates the life debt, but he feels obligated to honor it. So what he does is he kills anybody that saves his life. Wow. So like, <laughs> like that's his way of handling it. Is be like, look, I'll honor it, but you know, I'm just gonna kill the guy so I no longer own need to owe that debt. So he's very loyal to his like culture. Yep. But found the loophole and how to end it. Yeah. Maybe that's what Jar Jar did. Maybe. Maybe Jar Jar called in Darth Maul. <gasps> And it wasn't. Are you saying insidious, that? Sir. Are you saying that Jar Jar was a trap this whole time? Maybe, like a trap is in. We watched it, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a way to sell toys. No, no. But we could write some fan fiction on it. That's true. So I mean, I guess I would have to. Like, I guess I just had to obey Tarkin if I had to feel that obligation. But thinking about yeah, you, like obliterate this planet. Well, I'm, I'm disconnected from that planet. <laughs> <laughs> what if it's your planet? Uh, well, where does the life that lead? Well, that's the point where I think I'd have to either like die trying to kill him or kill him, or just kill yourself. Just, just knock. Yeah, that's the other way out. But you know, thinking about Tarkin, I think I've picked my choice. It would be for, Tarkin. No, it wouldn't be Tarkin. Okay. It'd be Darth Vader. I need somebody... I could use somebody in my life that's, like, tougher than me. Okay. That I can kind of order. <laughs> Plus, I would like somebody to come up to me and be like, I knew that you had... Uh, Are you Haggy? Haggy? General Haggy? What was his name? Uh, oh, from the... The comic? <laughs> yeah. Was, was that his name? Who was the guy that was ordering around Darth Vader? Oh, God, I can't remember his name. I thought it was Haggy. Haggy. H-A-G-G-E, was that it? I don't know. We had, it, was really, it was really bad. Yeah. I just remember that. But maybe, maybe. Um, I think, I think Darth Vader would be helpful to have like a muscle in my life, like because I'm not like a tough guy by any means, and it would be helpful to have somebody to order around. Plus, like I was about to say, I think it would be nice if somebody was like, "I knew that you were holding Vader's leash," <laughs> or whatever that that line from that really good Leia you line. You want from, to be holding Vader's leash? Yep. Plus, I mean, like the the breathing could get annoying, but. I'll just put him in another room. Um, so, we picked our choice. Uh, now, Wait, did you pick your choice? I did. I want Lobot. Oh, Robot. Lobot. Right, right. <laughs> it's like having a droid, but can do human things. Um, so, you're, we, we got our final question out of the way, but our final thoughts. How do you feel about life debt in Star Wars? 
I think life debt is fine. The idea of a life debt is fine. I find Chewbacca's and Han Solo's weird to me. I just think it makes more sense for them to just be friends. People that met up in a weird circumstance and they just suck around because they enjoy each other's company or they're just, you know, they need each other. Yeah. I feel, uh, I, I don't mind. Uh, I Like I said, I like it as a storytelling tool. I think it's neat. It's interesting. We don't see it a lot. I mean, we talked about it in popular culture, but not recently. And we definitely don't see it in modern day. So uh, I'll take it in Star Wars for that. And, uh, with Jar Jar, you know, that, since there's no more Qui-Gon, there's no more Jar Jar <laughs> life debt. Yeah, but if that life debt hadn't had happened, Jar Jar wouldn't have become a senator. Is that what it takes to become a senator? Have a life debt? Well, I mean, not necessarily, but it led him down that path. That's true. I don't accept Jar Jar as a senator. So while I said I love the I love the design and I love you know that it's different, him as a senator, nope, I'm out. Yeah, you just what you got to do if you want to hate Jar Jar because I agree with you kind of. Like I I didn't like I, I don't actively hate Jar Jar, but if you really want to hate Jar Jar, sit down and just watch. Dress him in those robes. Uh, but that's a way to hate him. Takes. Yep, I was gonna suggest that if you watch. Maybe even only half of an episode of Clone Wars with him in it, in which they really play up the cartoonish side of him. It gets annoying after like five seconds. Like, you want him to go away because he's just interrupting a TV show that could have been better. Yeah, exactly. Like, with a movie, he's kind of... It's, it's been so long now since that movie came out that there's like a part of me that's like, I can just accept it for yeah. what it is. I don't know. That's that's where I draw the line, my Jar Jar. Well, we knew when we started this podcast that all things would end at Jar Jar. Yeah. And for now, that's the end of Star WTF. Episode Good. number something or another. Life debt. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> 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 <laughs>